Hey there, we're back for another season of Strong Leaders Serve. This season, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to slow things down a little bit and release an episode every two weeks. What that will do is give you an opportunity to take the challenge that we're going to give you at the end of each episode and really try it in your workplace to see what works for you. And as I talked about at the end of our last episode of last season, we're going to be digging into leadership topics that a lot of people are digging into, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. So yes, we're going to talk about intention, but we're not just going to talk about intention in the New Year's sense. We're going to talk about things like, how can you be intentional about assigning work to your team? How can you do it in a way that helps them to thrive? We're going to talk about courage. Because obviously, courage is very important in our definition of leadership, which you'll hear about in just a minute. But we're not just going to talk about how you can stand up and be brave as a leader. We're going to talk about what courage looks like in the workplace in an election year. And yes, we're going to talk about other topics like conflict, like curiosity. But it's not going to be in the usual sense. We're going to dig very deep and really give you some skills and some things to think about as you continue to develop yourself as a leader in a way that helps you and everyone around you to show up at your best. So get excited. We're going to have a great season. And today, and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about intention. Now, how many posts have you seen about intention over the last month? I'm guessing quite a few. They tend to pop up, especially at this New Year's time. So let's talk a little bit today using a story that one of my friends recently told me. And let's take a new look at intention in your work life. I'm Terry Schmidt, founder and leadership coach at Strong Leaders Serve. And I believe that leadership is all about courageously using your talents to make a way for others to courageously use theirs. And this is the Strong Leaders Serve podcast. Okay, so as promised, let's start with a story. A friend of mine recently told me of his former boss, Jill. Now, Jill was a rock star. She was incredibly ambitious and talented. She climbed the corporate ladder quickly in the first 20 years of her career. That all changed when she got very ill. Now, as you can imagine, this jarring experience caused her to question why she had been working so hard, why she had been spending those long hours focusing only on her job and not on the people around her. Thankfully, she recovered fully, but her career stalled. She filled her days with good enough work. The work days, even though they still took up two-thirds of her waking hours, became something she just had to get through. Can you relate? Now her company, on the other hand, who really valued her past efforts, they looked the other way. They were seemingly resigned to letting her ride out the last decade of her career with fairly mediocre contributions. And as I reflect on this, I wonder why either party was content with the status quo in this situation. Because it was in the best interest of both Jill and her company 
for her to make meaningful contributions at work. Their goals, in that sense, were aligned. Now, I can totally see it from her leader's perspective. She got very sick. Everyone was extremely concerned about her. And her leader probably felt bad asking for more from her. But what about if he could provide more support to her? Why was there no quest to discover the factors in her past working situation that didn't work for her? Probably the long hours. And look at what did work, like the opportunity to contribute unique ideas, to work on challenging projects, to collaborate with colleagues and clients. Those things you could tell lit Jill up. But the leader didn't look into that. He didn't look into how he could make that more of her workday and how he could give her more opportunities to experience those things at work that gave her energy. In a sense, there was really no indication given to her that she mattered more to the company, much more than her check-in-the-box task completion. Now, as I think about it, perhaps neither Jill nor her leader thought they had the time or energy to make a change. After all, inertia is a powerful force. But when I think about inertia, I think about waves. And if we are perpetually just riding the waves, if you think about it, either we get stuck or we drown. One of our primary responsibilities as a leader is to keep an eye out for the ways in which unhelpful inertia is steering the actions of our team and having the courage to change course, especially when it has to do with team members' well-being and performance. And as I think about it, I wonder how much of the quiet quitting or presenteeism challenge is really the result of leaders failing to accept this responsibility. How often are we enduring the status quo of treating our team members like interchangeable parts instead of understanding their unique needs, strengths, and motivations, and structuring work accordingly? On the flip side, as employees, how often are we allowing inertia to dictate our views on work as something that is painful and that we have to endure instead of partnering with our leaders to make it meaningful? Again, it all gets back to that inertia. What in our work lives are we letting just go on because it's been going on that way for we can't even remember how long? Why do you think we're hesitant to fight that inertia? Well, if I think about myself, when I allow something to keep going on, even though I know it's not helpful or it could be better, in some cases, I'm afraid to ask why. Why is it done this way? Why are we acting this way? Second, sometimes we're just living for that high that we get when we get our tasks done. And asking why takes some time and gets in the way sometimes of getting that good feeling we get when we get to check a task off of our to-do list. Sometimes it's about just getting to the weekend so we can enjoy our real life. But that's not a helpful way to live, considering, like I said earlier, we spend two-thirds of our waking hours at work. So I want to challenge you this week, and I will do it as well. What can you do in your leadership to combat unhelpful inertia? Ask yourself, at least a few days of this week, the one question when you start your workday. What one thing deserves a why today? What is one thing that is on autopilot in your leadership 
or in your workplace that deserves just a few minutes reflecting on why you're doing it. That's our starting point. If we can lead by paying attention to what's going on around us and thinking critically about what do we need to stop in order to start something better? How can we stop that unhelpful inertia and instead live with intention? So that's your challenge for today. Look around, think about it. What in your work life deserves a why today? I'd love to hear about some of your answers. Come on over to LinkedIn, connect with me, and let me know. Do this at least a few times this week. And next time, we'll connect again to talk about intention in a different way. How can you be intentional about the work that you assign to each member of your team so that your team can truly succeed in a way that supports everybody's well-being and performance? Have a great one.